Thanks again for joining us for this month's edition of the Home Run Club. November it is Thanksgiving season. I hope and pray your family has a good time celebrating God's goodness in the middle of this crazy year. But I got to tell you, I am one who looks at these kind of moments as opportunities. Uh, it has not been a drop the ball time for us at Winning at Home. We've actually continued to see the demand for our services and what we do rise. And we're thankful for that. And we celebrate that God's name is going forth. The name of Jesus is being held high. And that's our goal. That's our mission is to give people Christ-centered focus. And we thank you for partnering with us and making that happen. I think you're going to enjoy this month's edition of the Home Run Club because I'm literally going to share with you some very words of God himself when he spoke to Job and answered Job's questions of where are you? What's going on? Do you know this stuff's all happening? So appropriate that we take a moment and listen to God's response because it's powerful. It's packed with a punch that makes us all remember, oh yeah, he's got this. He's not wringing his hands in heaven. And so as you listen to this message I shared locally, I pray the Lord will use it to encourage you, to build you up, and to remind you God is God and he is in control. Trust your experience in that in your family life. So here we go. Listen up as we talk about God's power. I'm going to ask you to point blank answer the question tonight in your spirit, in your heart. How solid is my faith? Like, does the things that are happening around our world, do they get to you? Are they messing with you? Are you finding yourself with some insecurity inside? Not maybe spoken like, I, no, I don't let anybody know. I'm doing wonderful. Not that. How are you really doing? So I had this group of pastors. Um, I called them all together. And I said to him, hey, you, you dudes are dealing with a lot. Right now, to lead a church, just so you know, is a challenging thing. In fact, I'd like you to take a moment and to your pastors, I would really appreciate it if you would just express your thanks to them for what they're doing. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. They're standing. I love it. Thank you. That's awesome. They didn't ask me to do that. I, I don't pastor in a local church. I, I travel around the country and preach. And everywhere I go, pastor friends of mine are tired. Because no matter what they tend to say, there's a group either likes them or doesn't like them. And in the middle of that tonight, I've come to talk to you about solidity. So I, I've been talking to these pastor friends of mine, and here's what I do to them. I'm doing the same thing to you tonight. I literally had a group of them with me not long ago, and I said to them, I don't want to hear your little pat church answers. I don't want to hear your little, oh, I'm doing fine. I don't want to hear it. I said, I'm going to ask you, if 10 is awesome and one stinks, how are you doing? And we went around the room. I, I point blank said, call the first name. Give me a number. How you're, no, don't play around with me. How are you really doing? Most of them said seven or eight. One of them said two. There's a two in here tonight. Somebody in this room tonight is a two. Somebody's a seven. I get it. But what I've come to talk to you about tonight is how solid is your faith? If your faith is solid, the two will increase. The things around you will not always stay chaotic. These things are all a season. 
If my faith is solid, I will continue to move up. I'll have my moments. That's life. But I don't want to live at a two, and I don't want you to live at a two. I had a 16-year-old man walk up to me after a preach last weekend in, in Louisiana. And I got to tell you, as a preacher, my favorite is when kids come up and talk to me after a service. I appreciate those of you who don't, don't not come up and talk to me. But I'm just telling you, I love when kids do. A little kid. Um, one of my favorite recently was a young girl. Had, she drew a picture of me while I was preaching. And then she gave it to me with a long little note of what the sermon had meant to her. Those are some of my favorite moments because uh, I'm aging and I celebrate all those. I was watching everybody walk up tonight, receiving their degrees. So happy. Everybody was younger than me. Keep coming. We need you. <laughs> but when I see these kids walk up, I'm, in my spirit jumps because I'm like, man, if I, if I inspired them at all to love Jesus, that is what my life I want to be about. And this 16-year-old kid walked up to me. And he kind of had his head like this. And I just finished, preached three services, so I just finished preaching. It was the third service. And, and I, I was just talking to him. He said, I want to ask you a question. I said, okay. What is it? He said, do you think God is aware of all that is going on in our world? Do you not look at this world and just go, where is he? And then he said, do you really believe there's a God? And I said, I sure do. And he said, prove it. And the Lord gave me a great response. I said, actually, no, the burden's on you. Disprove it. That's what I said. It just came to me. It was like, wow, that was a good one, God. Thank you. <laughs> I've thought about that a lot. We had a great talk, hugged him when we got done, prayed with him, left the conversation very positively. I got on a plane to fly home, and my mind was still on that 16-year-old boy. What's he thinking? What did I say that drew him closer to Jesus? wonder if he'll lay in bed tonight and try to disprove it. I used to preach, and I want to say this especially to those of you who walked up here tonight with your degrees. I used to preach, and I felt like when I came up here, I had to convince you of something. I, I, I lived that way a long time. Oh, I need to make sure. I'm, I need to try. Now, I, I, don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I feel more like I'm here tonight. I'm going to present the gospel. It's your choice. It's your choice. I won't stand on the accountability day for all of you. I'll stand for me. And you will stand for you. And I got to do something tonight. I've never done the length I'm about to do of something. But this is what happened. Thanks to a friend of mine and just some other thoughts that came my way. I was directed to a passage of scripture that I hope if that 16-year-old young man ever goes and Googles up or looks on YouTube for sermons of me and he ever runs into this one, young man in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I wish I would have read this whole passage to you. And tonight I'm sitting here in Grand Rapids, Granville, Michigan area, and I'm going to read a passage of Scripture. It's going to be quite 
lengthy. I've never read scripture this long, but I'm going to. There was another time in history where a group of people kind of got together and kept saying things like, is God paying any attention? Does he see what's going on? And then three of this guy's buddy came to visit him and went over all the things that they thought could be the problem. And then they finished with, I don't know, man, where is God? And it caused this guy to ponder it himself. And he kind of began to go, yeah, where is God? And then God spoke. I want tonight as you listen, I wish I had a God voice. Because I want you to hear these words as if they are from God himself. <laughs> After all the human questioning and oh, tonight, oh my, y'all want to see what people are questioning? Uh, just go online. Just flip on the news. It'll rattle your cage. And then God speaks. And it'll calm that cage right now. I'm just going to read. It's lengthy. If you want to close your eyes, try not to go to sleep. Try to focus on what I'm saying. God speaks. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you know. Who measured it? I'm sure you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? What was it built on? Who laid the first cornerstone? When it happened, the morning stars sang together and all the angels rejoiced. Who created the ocean? Who caused it to be born? I put clouds over it as if they were its clothes. I wrapped it in thick darkness. I set limits for it. I put doors and metal bars around it and in place. I said to the ocean, you can come this far, but you can't go any farther. Your proud waves have to stop right here. Have you ever commanded the morning to come? Have you ever shown the sun where to come up? The daylight takes the earth by its edges as if it were a blanket. Then it shakes sinful people out of it. The earth takes shape like clay stamped with an official's mark. Its features stand out like different parts of your clothes. Sinners would rather have darkness than light. When the light comes, their power is broken. Have you ever traveled to the springs at the bottom of the ocean? Have you walked in its deepest parts? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Do you understand how big the earth really is? Tell me if you know all these things. Where did light come from? Where does darkness live? Can you take them back home? Do you know the path to their house? I'm sure you know. After all, you were already born. You've lived so many years. I love that. Have you entered the place where the snow is kept? Have you seen the storehouses for hell? I store up snow and hell for times of trouble. I keep them for days of war and days of battle. Where does lightning come from? 
Where do the east winds live that blow across the earth? Who tells the rain where to fall? Who makes the paths for thunderstorms? They bring water to places where no one even lives. They water deserts that do not have anyone even in them. They satisfy the needs of dry and empty lands. They make grass grow. Does the rain have a father? Who is the father of the drops of dew? Does ice have a mom? Who's the mother of the frost from the heavens? The waters become as hard as stone when the earth, earth's water freezes over. Can you tie up the cords of the constellations? Can you untie the belt of Orion? Can you bring out all the stars in their season? Did you lead out the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper? Do you know the laws that govern the heavens and keep them going? Can you rule the earth the way I do? Can you give orders to the clouds? Can you make them pour rain down on you? Do you send lightning bolts on their way? Do you report, here we are. Who gives the ibis wisdom? I just wanted you to see what it looked like. <laughs> Who gives the rooster understanding? Who's wise enough to count the clouds? Who can tip over the water jars of the heavens? I tip them over when the ground's hard. I do it when the dirt sticks together. Do you hunt for food for mother lions? Do you satisfy the hunger of the cubs? Some of them lie low in their dens. Others lie waiting in the bushes. Who provides food for the ravens? When their babies cry out to me, they wander around because they don't have anything to eat. Do you know when the mountain goats gives birth to their babies? Do you watch when female deer give birth? Do you count the months until the animals have their babies? They bend their back legs and have their babies. Their labor pains stop. Their little ones grow up wild and healthy. They leave and don't come home again. Who let wild donkeys go free? Who untied their ropes? I gave them dry and empty land as their home. I gave them salt flats to live in. They laugh at all the noise in the town. They don't hear the shouts of the donkey drivers. They wander over the hills looking for grass. They search for anything green to eat. Will wild oxen agree to serve you? Will you stay by their feed box at night? Can you keep them straight in rows? Will they plow the valleys behind you? Will you depend on them for their great strength? Will you let them do their heavy work? Can you trust them to haul your grain? Will they bring it to your threshing floor? The wings of ostriches flap with joy, but they can't compare with the wings and feathers of a stork. Ostriches lay their eggs on the ground. They let them get warm in the sound, the sand. They don't know that something might step on them. A wild animal might walk right over them. Ostriches are mean to their little ones. They treat them as if they don't even belong to them. They don't care that their work is useless. I did not provide good strength and good wisdom to ostriches. When they spread out their feathers, though, they can laugh at a horse and a rider. Do you give horses their strength? Do you put flowing manes on their necks? Do you make them jump? Like locusts, they terrify others with their proud snorting. They paw the ground wildly. They're filled with joy. They charge at their enemies. They laugh at fear. They are not afraid of anything. 
They do not run away from swords. Many arrows rattle at their side. Flashing spears and javelin are also there. They are so excited when they race across the ground. They can't stand still when the trumpet blows. When they hear the trumpet, aha, they catch the smell of the battle far away and off they go. Are you wise enough to teach a hawk to fly? They spread their wings and fly toward the south. Do you command eagles to fly that high? They build their nests as high as they can. They live on cliffs and stay there at night, high up on the rocks. They're safe. For there they look for their food. They can see it a long way away. I am the mighty one. Does the man now want to say anything to correct me? Job said, I am not worthy. How can I reply to you? I'm putting my hand over my mouth. I think I'll stop talking. <laughs> that right there is what I think our world needs to do right now. And I want to just say tonight for some of us in this room who call ourselves by the name of Christ, let me just encourage you to do something right now. You got this, don't you, God? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just was thinking about this. Watch this. The sun over there came up this morning, and it'll set over here in the west tonight. And I, I turned 60 a couple of weeks ago. Ever since I've been a little boy and I can remember it, that sun has come up and gone down. Every day. And every morning it rises. And every evening it goes down. Watch this. Because God is a God of order. See, when you have a little kid, they tell us right now, children are needing security from their mom and dad. And one of the best ways you give a child security is to give them, ready, consistency. For those of you who have young children right now, in the world we're living in, um, it's really funny, Jane and I are watching our grandkids this week. Our daughter and her husband are, are the, Brandon that works here. They're down in Florida, so we got the grandkids for a week. Appreciate those prayers. So we've got the kids, <laughs> and Jackson said to me yesterday, Dad, and he named one of the presidential people. I mean, he said, Papa, sorry, not Dad. He said, Papa. I said, yeah. He said, Jackson, he's seven. He goes, Papa, you know what I heard about so-and-so, and he named one of the presidential guys. He said, I've heard he is a liar. And I said, where did you hear that? He said, commercial. I saw it on commercial. <laughs> can, can I tell you that a seven-year-old processes that commercial? Listen, he went about his day, but that triggered in his mind. And you know what? If he hears this and this, you know, all, you know, what, you know what being around liars does for little children? Makes them fearful. You know what Jackson needs right now? He needs to know, we're here for you. We're going to have dinner about the same time every day. We're definitely putting you to bed every night, 6.30. <laughs> Sun going down. And what that does for a child, what it gives them consistency, which gives them security, which makes them peaceful. Back to my son's story. So God says to us adults, you know what I'll do? I'll make this come up every morning. You can count on me. I'll do this every day for you. And people go, we need to see another sign. And God goes, really? Can you do this? 
And it's going to come up and it's going to go down. You do get that God could have said to the son, I tell you, every, every fourth year, let's just play a trick on him. <laughs> no. Consistent. Every day. Seasons. Count on them. Winter is coming. Whether you want it or not, God says, I know you may not like it, but it'll show you I'm in control. Consistent. <laughs> Somebody said no. Because it's consistent. God is faithful. And today, I, I just want to remind you of this. Because when you discover this, when you really, and Josh said it, he said, spend time with God. When you spend time with him, let me tell you something. This stuff in this world doesn't rattle you. November 4th makes no difference for you long term because God is God. And I'm telling you tonight, you need to ask yourself, are you a one or are you a 10? Where's your foundation? How solid are you? Because the more solid you are, the more you'll be that bright and shining light that God is looking for in our world right now. And so I'm flying home. <laughs> and I, I have weird stuff happen to me. But I'm watching these people on the flight home. One was a Democrat, one was a Republican. And I, they were across from each other, and I'm probably two or three seats back. And I could see they were trying to be nice. <laughs> they were trying to be nice, but they were so convinced the other one was wrong, and they just had to fix them. And I, as Josh said, I'm flying at 30,000 feet. I'm looking out the window going, you guys are missing, missing it. It's a big world. And I just want y'all both to know, neither one of your little man-made stuff is going to fix this. God is the only one who can save this world. And the more solid you get, the more you know that. And let me just say this too, that stuff even becomes trivial to you. Do your duty. Take care of responsibilities. Of course. But don't dare think... That God's not looking. Do I need to read the whole thing again? <laughs> and somebody said, no. <laughs> but it's worth reading. God said it. He's trying to let us know. He's looking down at a 16-year-old boy talking to me in, in, Saint, in, in uh, Baton Rouge. And he's going, yeah, I, I see. I'm good. It'll be Okay. I have a bigger picture going on that you can't see. And those of us who are going deeper are getting that. I've been saying this phrase too, and it's not to be disrespectful, but I'm trying to get deeper in my life. I want to get, I'm a foot deep now. I want to get down to three. I want to find the solidness of the depth in Jesus. But let me say this. You can't have foot deep conversations with people that choose to live at one inch. Don't spin your wheels there. Don't wear yourself out. Keep talking about the things that matter. And again, flying at that 30,000 feet, as I looked out the window, it, these were some more thoughts that came to me. <laughs> How I'm doing and my peace is not determined what happens by what happens out in that world. It's already decided. God is my God. 
He has got me. He is my Savior. Tonight, that's what I want you to leave here with. I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. No matter what this world holds for me, I know that God has me. And you say, man, you preachers have been saying that for hundreds of years. I hope we never stop. Because that's the best thing I can tell you tonight. You are covered by his blood. You're not going to leave here and go out there and deal with something that God doesn't understand and want to walk with you through. You, you can't come up with a scenario that God goes, oh, I do wring my hands on that one. Boy, that's something. He's seen it all. And he's got you. And tonight I want you to know that. Now let me tell you something that's affecting you right now that you might not realize. We have a lot of counselors at Winning at Home. One is a pastor and he was telling me the other day he's doing some research and study on it. Before COVID hit us, your mind, without you realizing it, makes about 30,000 decisions a day. Little, little things like, like I just decided, I, I didn't even realize I did it, but I want to walk left for a second. My mind just did that. I'm going to get a little drink of water. That it just, your mind is constantly, even though I'm talking to you, it's working on other ideas and other thoughts. Some of you already, while I was speaking, oh, yeah, where are we going to run grab something to eat? It's just the way our brain works. Pre-COVID, before all the stuff we're dealing with now, your mind did about 30,000 of those a day. Right now, the researchers who study the brain are telling us that your mind today is doing about 90 plus thousand a day, including, oh, how, how many times have y'all had this walk into a store, forgot that mask, go back to my car, grab my mask. It's just always there. I wouldn't I'd be since even when I walked in here tonight, I didn't have a mask on. I came in earlier, whatever. I thought, oh, man, I don't want to offend anybody. It's just in my mind. So are your children. So as a parent, you're going home to help a child who's dealing with more stuff than they normally are dealing with. Let me tell you what that causes, mental fatigue, tiredness. And so we're weary in the journey. I get it. And that's the time, and that's why I'm preaching what I am tonight. Of all the times in your life you need to be solid, it's now. Get in there so that as your mind is thinking about all that stuff, every now and then, that one big thought that jumps in, but God's got me. Man, there's a lot of stuff I'm dealing with my kids, but God's got me. Hey, kids, today at school, wherever you're going, things might not always be perfect. You're probably going to forget something as part of where your mind's at, but God loves you. And your dad here, he's really proud of you. And no matter what happens with you today, I love you because God loves me too. Boom, solid. Second thing I've thought about at 20,000 feet, 30,000 feet is this. <laughs> My mind isn't fixed on me, it's fixed on the Lord. I came a few days ago and I talked to the women's impact group here and I talked to them about some of these things and I was talking to them about being healthy Right now is a key time in your life to be healthy. You say, okay, Dan, help me about You just said not think about yourself. There, there's a difference between being healthy and being selfie. We live in this world. In fact, the other day I was shooting a little video for something. They said, hold it higher. It makes you look better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> selfie. 
how do I look? See it? And this isn't the one I'm talking about. I'm telling you, go do the things that help you stay healthy in your life. Do the things that give you the strength to, to complete the task for every day. I have lots of little things I enjoy. Flying a remote control airplane. I really love doing it. About 20, 30 minutes a day, I just take it out, loft it in there, fly. Got the sky as the background going, boy, that's a big old beautiful blue sky back there. It seems like the world's falling apart, but that sky looks fine. <laughs> so for about 20 minutes, if I have good control, it's pretty peaceful. Do those little things. Stay healthy. Take care of yourself. Not this kind of stuff. Oh, I need to let somebody else know. No, no, not that. No, no. Go somewhere you spend time with God. Jesus didn't go away for selfish reasons. He didn't go away to go, oh, I'll come back and oh, my hair will look better. No, he went away with to be with the Father. Get your time with the Father. Grow in that relationship with him. Let him see you deepening because you're spending more time with him. Get your time with him. Do it intentionally. I will intentionally in the morning go and spend time with the Father because that's where my strength comes from. I wish I had some different avenues for you today, but it's going back to the old fashioned, the way you get solid, spending time with the Lord, seeking him more, honoring him with what you do. That's it. I wrote down number three. When I live at 30,000 feet, I live responsibly. I'm telling you what, I've never in my life seen a time where I just want to see somebody take responsibility for themselves. Behave the way God would choose and want you to behave, and you'll be just fine. Go honor God. Live the same way in the dark as you live in the light. Live the same way behind your family as you live in front of your family. Make sure the words that come out of your mouth are pleasing to God. Make sure the things that come out of your computer, laptop, whatever, please Jesus. Make sure you don't post things that are an embarrassment to your Savior. Just honor God. It's common sense. I challenge you tonight to take these very simple words to heart. I challenge you to look at your life and ask yourself the question as you're leaving here tonight, if 10 is awesome and one stinks, how am I really doing? And if you identify down below five and you see that in yourself tonight, just go get time with Jesus. If you say, Dan, I don't even know what that means, then hang around. There's going to be some people up front here tonight to talk to you specifically about that. We want to help you in that process. I am not telling you that all this is easy. I personally am tired. I'm doing a lot of ministry. I feel right now as a pastor more responsible than I've ever felt. Because I believe God put me on this earth to be a pastor, to carry his message out. And that's what I've tried to come and do tonight. For my glory, nope. Because my days will be numbered and passed. But this God I'm talking about is forever. He never ceases. And until he chooses for time to be done, that sun is going to come up. And you can count on it. And he's doing that 
so that you know he is in control. This is a simple message. But I'm going to tell you something. If you get it, if you really get this message, things will change for you. Because you will become more solid. Watch this. Here's what I'm discovering about me. The more solid I get, it's interesting. Seems like my family's more solid around me. <laughs> because I'm setting that example. And tonight I'm, I'm calling you to that new level. And the next Sunday morning, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to preach from John 14. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm asking you, go to him, seek him, and let's see where he takes us through this season. There is a winnowing. There is something beautiful going on, even in the church, when people say, about 50% of the people are going to church. Well, there's obvious reasons that some don't because of health issues. But I also say to you, there's a sifting going on. God's got something going on. He's going, all right, let, let's see who's really going to seek me in these times. Let's, let's see who's going let, to, let's just keep shaking. Let's see what we got here. And tonight, I'm, I'm thinking about a Sunday night, res life, five o'clock. Who comes? People who want to grow deeper. So let's go do it. Those of you who are streaming online, let's do it. Father God, I, I hold my hands out to you right now on behalf of all of us. I read a long passage about your power. And we're about to literally walk out of here and see it on full display. When we walk out and see the sky tonight, help us remember, oh my word, yeah, how did that get started? Who did put that sun on the course? How, how do you keep all that stuff from never colliding? My goodness, God. You got it. So let us not let little man-made things creep into our minds. Let us stay solid in the power and the magnificence of our God who created and loves us right now. I pray, Lord, that tonight some ones and twos would feel your renewed strength in their spirit and leave here on a better path to get more solid in their life. Somebody who's peaking, Lord, tonight and doing well, let them reach out to another. Let us build each other up. And we thank you that you're the God who is in control. And we give ourselves to you again tonight. And we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, amen. I trust and pray that those words, though they're simple, will make an impact in your life. As you head into this Christmas season, we celebrate Christ. We go through this time of thanks, of realizing all God has done for us. I hope it will be a reflective moment where you go, oh yeah, I'm good. Thank you again for listening, for partnering with us, for believing in what we do. Uh, we thank you for that. We couldn't do this without your help and love and support. And so I hope these little monthly reminders let you know we are out here preaching the gospel of Jesus, teaching the gospel of Jesus, counseling and coaching the gospel of Jesus, and we will continue to do so. Bless you for partnering with us. May the Lord be with you through this season.